0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is the return of the big Goo, Matt Rogacius. Welcome back, sir.
2: Hey, hello, Milwaukee. Good to be back with you guys.
1: Good to hear you buddy. It's been too long and uh, I don't know if you saw this, uh, we were, uh, uh, Jeff and I were, were mentioned it when we let off the show. I thought IndyCar did a really cool thing this morning. They did a little parade down Main Street and Speedway with the drivers, kind of an impromptu thing. And then they actually broke off and the drivers in their pace cars went to individual tickets, some of the individual long-time season ticket holders' houses to visit with them. Did you, did you see I, that earlier today?
2: I did. I saw some of that. Matter of fact, I even saw uh, uh, something online of somebody uh, kind of showing off the, the stuff that they got from their visit with Sage Carum and, and thought that looked like, you know, IndyCar is always, for a long time now, done a great job with the longtime fans. And they, they're so good at, at making those connections. It's one of the things that the sport absolutely does right. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I agree. They definitely bring the history uh of the sport to the younger fans and and make them appreciate it as well. Raghu, what was your uh, general reaction when you found out that Pensky bought Indy from the George family?
2: Well, it it seemed you know, I I've always had that ingrained idea of Pensky as the evil empire, sort of a a Darth Vader like figure who just has so much control already. So so there was initially a thought of you know, some trepidation. But at the same time, the name is synonymous with Indy. And the guy who clearly loves Indy, if you can take away the fact that, you know, the, the economics of the sport have allowed him a level of success and, and, and the way that, that the sport has, has worked in the past, you know, can make for some – sometimes, you know, you wish for a little better competitive balance and that Tennessee doesn't allow – you remove that from your head and think about the fact that this is a guy who knows IndyCar and, and knows what's best for the sport. So, so uh, you know, I quickly went from that trepidation to some excitement and thought, okay, well, let's see what he does here. Let's see what he's going to do. And so far, by everything I'm seeing, he, he's, he's making improvements to the track. He's doing things right with with theory. He's finding ways to make this work. And, and he's got a trial by fire, as we can see. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. you know, to have your first 500... Be in August, and in this condition, and in in this kind of kind of atmosphere, you know, it it certainly we we didn't make it easy on on Roger Penske in in his first one here. But uh, so far, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how the final thing all goes down tomorrow. But I think we give him a big curve too, just because of what we're going through.
1: Well, I think is there anybody better though than him at this point? You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, criticism of the previous owners. Uh, of the speedway and the corporation and that and I've always said I I you know if this sale had not happened there'd be an absolute panic uh in on on the top floor at 16th and Georgetown with with the George family uh but with with Penske being in charge I, I think he certainly brings a a steady hand uh to the sport and you you and he you know this is a this I I think the most important thing about Penske is this is a guy who doesn't burn bridges. He's been able to work with every engine manufacturer, in fact, with with manufacture multiple manufacturers at the same time. And I, I thought it was interesting with, with this pandemic and that, you know, for years we've been saying NASCAR and IndyCar really need to kind of pool their resources for the betterment of the sport. And we've actually seen a little bit of that so far this year, but not only that, but actually how... They're handling uh, how they're how they're doing the races and, and the social distancing and, and how they're closing off the paddock and that. And I was just wondering what your reaction to that is so far.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use a two-word phrase that race car fans are maybe not familiar with, and I know NASCAR fans really have never heard, and that is forward thinking. Actually, considering where the sport needs to be five years down the road, ten mm-hmm. years down the road. Doing it now, it's just not something that you see in motorsports. It's not something you see in general, whereas it's it's probably the one thing that has always held racing back is that, you know, and and I get some of it. It's a tradition-based sport in a lot of ways, and people get very set in their ways and like things the way they are. And so – whenever you're trying to do something to kind of revolutionize and think ahead, there's going to be some pushback, but, you know, IndyCar has done it here and they've done it right. And, and yeah, there are, they're hitting, they're hitting the right notes.
1: Yeah. And you look, I think that one of the criticisms and, and we were certainly when, when we were together doing the show on that, one of our frustrations, especially with IndyCar was, it was like their marketing plan was, okay, what are we going to do this year? And it wasn't until this late, the latest group took over IndyCar and Jay Fry and his group that where they actually had a, where, where like what you mentioned, a five-year plan. There's a five-year plan in place. This is where they want to be. These are venues they want to be, and they've been implementing it, and you're seeing it. You know, and especially now with the consolidated television package, I think that's a plus for them. And it'll be, uh, where, where do you think ratings are going to be? Is this going to be maybe uh, 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 actually a plus uh, could the ratings be higher in August than they would have been possibly in May at this point? Well, I guarantee they'll be higher here in Indianapolis. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's
2: just the, the yeah. beauty of having the race on live instead of on yeah, Facebook.
1: It, it, explain that uh, for those who may not be familiar with the with with the with the blackout in in yeah, Indianapolis.
2: Yeah, so Indianapolis for Central Indiana in general, those who get Indianapolis TV, uh, the ratings has always been. On on tape delay. It has never been on live. It's a blackout live because you know they say, well, you need to fill the stadium, you need to fill the track to get to, or to have a live race, and you can't. You literally can't fill the Indian Motor Speedway. You can always fit somebody else into the infield, and so it's it's kind of this you know backwards joke that oh well yeah maybe this year it'll be a sellout quote unquote and we can have this race live. Of course it never is. It was for the hundredth a few years ago they did that I think kind of as a Bend the right ears and get that to change in Indianapolis because what it does is it hurts two groups of people. It hurts older fans who have paid their dues, who have gone to the race year in, year out. And now, it's a, you know, the Indy 500 is a day, and it's, a, it's, it's not easy, you know, if you're getting up there in age, to go out there if it's 100 degrees, it's a long day. It's just easier probably to watch it at home. And then also, little kids. My my oldest son is finally getting close to the age. He likes any car you watch on TV. But if he can't watch the races at home when he's not old enough to go to the track, it's going to make it that much harder to talk him into wanting to go to the track when he is old enough. And so, yeah, it's an outdated principle, and and it's one that, that needs to go. But uh, but yeah, to answer your first question, I do think ratings will be nice, and people people need stuff to do. They need stuff to watch. Sports is you know uh, it seems to be you know now that we're sort of easing our way back into things, we're we're doing fairly well with that. And the 8500 is still an event, and it's still you know uh, we've managed to to create a curiosity around it. I think by having it at this strange time of year. So I I look forward to seeing. That too, and seeing where those ratings are, but I think I don't think they'll be better necessarily than May, but I think they'll still be good. Yeah,
3: they're going to have challenges with the wall-to-wall uh, basketball playoffs. You know that that tip off at noon and go till ten o'clock. With in previous years, they only had to, you know there was only a couple games at night, so you know it's going to be uh, they're going to it's going to be a little bit more. Uh, more choices for for people on tv but like you said hopefully everybody tunes in and the numbers are through the roof uh
1: question for mad have you seen danica's arms (laughs) no no i have not they're huge And I'm wondering if that was maybe reason why they're huge, because she, you know, she does yoga and she's always doing these sit-ups and push-ups and whatnot. And I'm wondering if maybe, maybe the reason why her and Rogers broke up is that Rogers is a little jealous of her arms. I think they actually might be bigger than his at this point. Oh, stop! Let those kids be. (laughs) If it's enough. but uh, danica you know danica's back mike Tirico, who I, I really like and i think is underutilized uh in sports media is, is hosting and and i would love to see see more of mike Tirico. and uh but you know danica is back on does that does that help give it a big big event vibe do you think
2: i don't i don't know that danica is the draw she once was i think you know, I I don't think there's going to be people tuning in specifically because Danica is on. I think there may be some people who tune on, tune in who didn't know she was going to be on and go, oh, well, that's cool. I, I liked I liked her. She was. I remember when she was racing indie cars and yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't think that makes a huge difference at this point. Uh, I I do think that uh, you know NBC's coverage in general they they they, they do the series well and that's you know that's the the best thing they have going, you know, personalities or not. You know, and I agree with you on Torico. He does a, he does a good job with pretty much everything. But but just their general package uh, has been really really sharp, and it's getting better every year. So I, I'm I you know I am excited to see the race there. Why so, can't they transfer that over to
3: NASCAR? Because NBC's coverage of NASCAR is god awful.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Actually, that it. it you know, you know that's a that's a good question, and I guess that that probably is something that comes from the top and comes from you know those making the decisions within within the sports. I, you know, I'm sure you know no sport, no network gets to make every decision on how they cover things without the input of the sport they're covering. And so, you know, I look at NBC and say they do a great job on IndyCar. They do a really great job on uh, NHL hockey. They have for a long time. They do a good job on pretty much everything they cover. Except NASCAR, and if that's the case, you know you you look at it and you go, well, all right. If 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 everybody else is okay and this one's not, it's probably not NBC's fault. I th-
1: I think I agree with you because NASCAR loves to control everything. Yeah, oh, the, for in, sure, yeah. He, and so it just kind of you know it's kind of frustrating when you see a situation like that well what what's the latest with well, speaking with Matt Regacious of course uh who now lives in the metro indianapolis area what's uh for the listeners what's the latest uh with Matt How are you doing down there you know we're good we've been uh, we've been really super locked in uh here at home we've been
2: we've been keeping the whole uh the whole uh, social distancing thing very seriously so yeah i've been uh you know i'm 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 a little bit i, I can I'm a little bit used to these walls of this house at this point, but uh, but that's all right. There's you know, there's, there's always stuff to watch. You know, you know, there's like every Indy 500 that was ever run is on YouTube. You can go go on back and watch the '92 Indy 500. Watch a Little Owl, Go back and watch you know the spin and win. They're all they're all there. That's an afternoon. That's you know a keep busy in, in a in a lockdown. It's not that tough. But uh, but yeah, we're we're good. We're uh, we're just sort of. You know, in that same holding pattern as everybody else, and and I've uh, you know doing my best to to become a uh, first grade teacher and a, and a preschool teacher for my two boys right now, and and, and help these uh, regular teachers along as much as they can to the online schooling stuff. But uh, it's always an adventure, that's for sure. It, it is what it is.
3: Well, if you're opening your own school, I got three that I'll ship down to you
2: and uh, you can oh you know I think forward. I just hit my uh, my enrollment level I'm all I'm all locked up. I'm so sorry maybe next year. darn.
1: Very good. well Matt, we certainly appreciate you taking time out. Who do you like this uh, tomorrow in in the race? Who's your favorite? I, I, I love this field let me just say that it, it's it's such a cool field that you've got
2: what eight former winners. And then you've got some great young drivers who are coming their own and a great class of rookies. Uh, I think uh, my, I'm really thinking Scott Dixon, as good as he's been all year, he, he is the guy to beat here. I, I know sentimentally you think Marco, and wouldn't it make sense for an Andretti to win on a race where there aren't any fans? Like, like that would be the most twisted yeah. Andretti thing to happen. You finally win one again and there's no one there to celebrate. But uh, but I I think Scott Dixon is going to be the, the guy to beat here. Uh, and then you know if it is going to be one of the young guys, if it is going to be a rookie, I think you know I I really like Ryan Svek. I think he is a guy who if he doesn't win it this year, he's going to get one at some point. So I I think that's a, a name to look for from the the younger guys, maybe a dark horse. Uh, and to put one more name out there. I I'll I'll never ever sleep on Alexander Rossi in Indianapolis.
1: Okay, very good. I like that. Very three very good picks. Matt, we certainly appreciate it and look forward to chatting with you again soon. Always a pleasure, Steve. Take care.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better.